You're listening to Rolling Toe with trucking experts Kevin and Mike Beckett. This is the show where you ask the questions and we give you the diagnosis on how to get the most out of your truck. We'll talk about avoiding wear and tear, knowing your suspension and axles, and how to get more mileage from your tires. We're on the audio road. Let's get rolling. Okay, good evening. This is Kevin, and Mike is busy at a vacation Bible school, so he won't be in tonight. But I should be able to answer all your questions. Uh, I don't sing, so that's a plus. Um, And I've got some dirty jokes if I need to tell those. Either either way, I'm here for about an hour, and I don't have a lot to add. Mike is, like I say, at a Bible school, which I think this is probably the first time that they've roped him into uh, the evening duties for that. But I'm sure he's having fun. It's only like 90 degrees and sunny out. He'll be fine. Um, I suppose we don't have a lot of new news this week because last week was July 4th and it was just, I mean, in the days that we were here, we were barely here. So um really happy to be starting an actual work week and looking forward to any questions you guys have. Uh, maybe we'll actually make things start happening. I suppose everybody has heard there is one thing that isn't happening. I think that the CMC is canceled this year, but I don't, I don't exactly know. I think there was a disagreement about how spread apart everybody was and how big it had become, but I don't, that's it's not really I'm getting secondhand information because like I say I wasn't even really working last week all right let's go to the calls because we do have two questions and if you do have any questions just hit number one on your phone um, and I'll try to get to as many as I can let's start with the first one it's in 715 which I think is Minnesota but we'll find out hello Minnesota hello hello Yes. That's Wisconsin. Wisconsin. Well, pretty close. <laughs> Are you, how are you doing tonight? Well, pretty pretty good. I've got a uh, I've got a Sterling truck, which is the Acatera. Yeah. It's uh, it's a box truck, and it's okay. got a long wheelbase. And I'm eating the right front tire on the on the outside rib. I'm eating that rib off. Uh huh. And. and Okay, two questions. Two questions. The first one is, as always, is there any feathering across the tire? Do you know how to tell if there's feathering? Yeah, and I haven't really looked. Yes, I haven't really looked. I just been looking at it, and I've been looking at it quite too. Well, it isn't. Yeah, it isn't something you look at. It's something you feel. Like if you run your hand across the ribs, toward and away from the frame, does one side of each rib feel sharper than the other? Yeah, there is. Yeah, okay, does, a little bit know, of feathering. It, does, you know, it feels like you know, like a torque wear on the back. Sure, you know, but the talking. but the sharp edge is on the inside edge, near closer to the frame, and the smooth edge of each rib is on the outside edge. On the on the edge of the rib itself. Yes, on the edges of the rib. If you run your hand across inboard to outboard across the tire. I don't really feel any of that on this thing. Oh, okay. All right. So if there, so if there isn't any feathering across the tire, and the other tire is wearing just fine, right? 
Yep. Yep. How many miles do the tires last? Got about 30, 40,000 on them. That's oh, not a lot. And, no, it is not. And, and there's, you know, the outside rib is, I got Yokohama's on here, and it's down to what they call that wear ring on the outside. Right. It's wearing on that ring, and the other side doesn't even look like it started to wear. Okay. All right. Well, there's two things that I think could be causing this and the first is maybe let's see first what do you do with the vehicle it's um expedite truck so it's over the road over the road just constantly over the road okay well then it's not going to be that you're just scrubbing out the the feathering because you're turning and then there's another cause causing the, the outside edge because if you're driving down straight down the highway the wear that you see is what's happening to the tire 99 percent of the time that's when you're driving straight <clears throat> uh, typically that's what okay until about 10 years ago, uh, that's all that we expected to find is, okay, it's going to be something to do with how you're driving the, down the interstate. But in less than 10 years, we have discovered there's a whole other problem uh, with vehicles. So this Sterling, how old is it? It's an 05. An 05. Okay, so a little over 10 years. Okay, uh, and you're out the truck now. Can you can you start it up for us? Yep. Okay. I'm gonna. What I'm gonna ask you to do is from straight ahead. How many turns can you turn the steering wheel to the right? Because if it's a, if it's your typical 45 degree turning radius, which was you know the previous century, that was your from the 80s through the 90s and into most of the 2000s, it was supposed to be a 45 degree wheel cut which would take about two turns plus maybe another uh, almost a quarter of a turn or maybe an eighth of a turn. But if it turns a full quarter or even two and a half turns in, in either direction, now you're dealing with a 55-degree wheel cut. So first, let's find out if that's the case. Where are you at? Did I lose you? No, I'm here. Oh, oh there you are. It's, uh, okay. Five, five turns all the way. Five so turns all the way across. Turn. Okay, yep. so it's two and a half per direction, per direction, which is which means we're talking about a 55 degree wheel cut, and that was the issue that that was coming up. This is one of the first vehicles with that issue. In uh, 55 degrees. The issue with it is that the, uh, the the tie rod and the tie rod arm, uh, when you're steering, when when that tire is steering out or towing out, uh, that tire tie rod and tie rod arm or Ackerman arm are becoming more of a straight line than having an angle to them, and that relieves it of the mechanical advantage to hold the spindle straight. So it sort of flops instead of holding square. And it especially occurs when you're backing up. So that you, you know, you've turned it 55 degrees, you've turned it all the way out, and you're backing up, and now you're neg- the caster across the axle is negative, so it has just no control, and it wears away the outside edge of the, of the tire. Now that doesn't happen on the right side or on the left side 
nearly as often because when you turn all the way out on that side, you still have the steering arm holding it on the other side of the spindle. So you got you got two two uh, sources of control for the for the left tire, but you only have one on the right. And okay. with this with this improved, it improves your steering. I mean, you can you can back into a really nice corner, but yep. <laughs> it, it increases the tire wear on the right side, especially. Okay, so, and uh, would long wheelbase have something to do with that too? Not really. It, uh, we see it on on the newer short ones too. It's it's really got to do with just you know backing up, having negative caster, and having no mechanical control of the of the wheel. Wow, would it wear that much on? Yeah. Would... yeah well, the pr- the problem is it wears just a little bit. And then that one rib is, let's say it just gets to a 32nd inch shorter than the rib next to it. And now it's got a, it's, it's just a, a slightly smaller circumference than that tire. And it has to drag the extra circumference. So yep. okay. what happens is, I mean, you know, you start driving in a straight line down the interstate and you just start scrubbing that, that outside rib away, even though it just okay. wore just a little faster. What's the fix? What's that? Or is there no fix? What's the fix? Well, the, the one there's there's two fixes. Uh, we've been talking about some possibilities of maybe just taking a string and tying it to the to the steering column and then to the to the arm to the 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 the, um, the steering wheel arm. So as you turn it, you, 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 it'll stop after two turns. That'd be one way. But it we could get it could your string could get tangled. Uh, another yep. way is to Another way is to back out the the steering uh, uh, the steering stop. There's a there's a nut uh, or a, a bolt on the on the spindle okay. itself that meets the axle, and it's a physical stop. There's also a possibility that the, the in the in the gearing itself it can be reduced, but I don't think that's even worth talking about. It sounds very expensive. Um, or if Backing into a spot with your 55-degree wheel cut and your long wheelbase is attractive, then you just swallow the cost of the tires. Yeah. Now, if I rotate yeah. them tires, which I can't wear them. So I flip the tire on the rim, but I'm going to still yeah. get it off because it's dragging. It's yeah. Yeah, it's going to end up coming off. I mean, it's going to, yeah. The once the wear pattern starts, once especially once you can see it, there's just no stopping it. Uh, the best thing, and that is occurring as early as thirty thousand miles, is uh, kind of a problem. Obviously, uh, the what you can do is like rotate every ten to fifteen thousand miles. Just rotate them side to side and see if you can stay ahead of it. Okay, I'll try that. All right. Okay. Uh, how far out would you back that stop? Uh, well, I would, I would turn the wheel, I suppose. Yeah, I've heard oh. that you have to actually get a whole other nut in some cases, but uh, or a whole other bolt. But uh, I would just turn it the two degrees to just a little over two degrees because you got you got a half a turn of play there. So if you just yep. turn it to about two two turns, and then just. Uh, back the nut out until it meets the axle at that point. Okay. Okay. We'll, we'll try that. Thank you. All right. All right. Thanks for calling. Yep. All right.
All right. Well, that was uh, that was Wisconsin. And I'll save that. So <clears throat> that was one good call. I can't tell Mike about it because he's not here. And we can't argue about Wisconsin's weather or football or baseball or anything. But uh, I will say that I've got a few more calls here. So I'm going to go on to the 931 area code. And Mike has the sheet with all the area codes. I, I'm just going to have to guess that it's Tennessee calling in and just figure out what happens from there. Hello, whoever you are. 931. Hello, David from Tennessee. How are you? <laughs> I was right. <laughs> I'm doing You're all right. You're good. Yeah, great. Hey, I got a question. Uh, I got the uh, Balance Masters on my whole truck. I've got a Columbia with the mercury in it. liner. Yeah, the, 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 one with, the, yeah, the non-freezing stuff that goes on the inside. Yeah. They're not the scent. Uh, the, the other ones. They're the. I guess the better of the two. The question I've got is, um, I my shop gives me a deal on new wheels polished with the new steer tires on them. Instead of me uh-huh. going and buying the tires, he gives me a better deal than what I can buy them on the road uh, okay. with polished wheels. Now, but the polished wheels he got in there, he balanced the rims. Mm-hmm. They're aluminum rims. They balance the rims, and they've got this long sheet of of weights on the rims to, wow. to balance the rims and tires. So the the question I've got is, is that going to affect the balance masters, or should I ask for different rims? Well, that's a that's a really good question. I mean, I'm just I've got, uh, like, I've got like about I've got like about six to eight inches on one of them, and about six inches on the other of weights on one side of that wheel. So I don't know oh, if the wheel's okay. off or the tire's off. They're BF Goodrich's. I just had them put on. Well, again, another good question. I don't know if it's going to be the weight or the the, the wheel or the tire. But uh, it, it's just a matter of if it fits. And I'm 90-plus percent sure that they, they, are, they are recessed far enough away from the rim itself that they're not going to meet those weights. Uh, I don't believe it's going to be an issue. Um, well, like I was saying, I wasn't sure if I should make the balance master work a little harder. No, 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 no. that no. it needed that much weight to adjust itself, or is it going no, to really just, affect the balance master at all? That's not that. Yeah, that doesn't affect the balance master. It uh, it's a oh. it's a different uh, solid. You know, using solid weights is a different issue than. You would have you would have a serious problem if you took two different dynamic balancers and tried to use them both at the same time, whether it's the beads inside the tire or a, or a hula hoop. Right. Well, that's the, what the I mercury. heard, and I was like, "Well, these are solid, right. right? Right? Right." So if they're so they're that's not an issue. That's a different kind of uh, uh, balancing. So no, it won't. Yeah. Affect well, it. I heard somebody tell me to scrape them off because it's going to mess up the tire, and I was like, "Well, you know, if they gave me a better rim." And a tire needed less weights on it, and I still had the balance master. Would it make a difference? That's why I called you well, I guys, the I experts. I really don't expect that it's the aluminum rim that was wrong in the first place. Those are pretty well built. I expect, honestly, that it was the tire that's a little bit off, or the way the tire was mounted. That, that, that's my number one concern. What I hear that you've got a lot of weight holding the tire in place. But um, right, right. Yeah, but I, I'm, I, you know. I don't know where he's getting them. Maybe he's getting the refurbished rims and then putting tires on them. 
and maybe they are worn in ways yeah, that... Yeah, that's, uh, well, that's, kind of, that's what I was kind of thinking, maybe that the rim's a little uh, off, because these are brand new BF Goodrich, so... Yeah. Uh, I had well, Uniworlds on here. They were wearing pretty mm-hmm. even right across, no feathering, and then all of a sudden they started shouldering on one side. I got 60,000 miles out of them. I had to take them off. Well, that's, I come that's to find out that the Uniroyals had a, uh, the size was off on the tire. The actual, you know, what they said it was, how tall it was, they were off. So <laughs> I'm not sure if that's what caused them to wear funny or not. But, yeah, 60,000 60, miles on two tires is not good. No, that's not. And both of them lost both shoulders or just one shoulder? Yeah, the the inside of the left shoulder wore more than the right. And I do have an MD alignment on here. I got it done mm-hmm. at Chad's over Good. there at T&E, and yep. then uh, I couldn't get back to him, so I took it over to Central Repair in Addison, Okay. and those guys, I don't really like them as much as I like Chad, uh, you know, I'm uh-huh. a little fishy, because the guy came out, yeah, well, the guy came out and said, oh, you need kingpins, he just looked at him, he didn't measure, he didn't do anything, he just said, you need kingpins, I've, I've done this for 20 years, and... They, I can tell that you need kingpins just because they were grease, dirt, filled up on them. I said, I just had them mm. done, dude. And if you don't measure, don't say it. Right. You know, and if you don't you jack it up it, and so. check it, yeah, you can, and you can't just look at it and tell me I need kingpins. I got the bushings done. You know, Chad had all that stuff done on it, so he did a wonderful mm-hmm. job. I appreciated his work. But they checked the alignment. They said the toe was out about a quarter inch. Hmm. I had well, somebody I'm- else check the the toe on it and they said it was out about an eighth so okay. i don't know how much well how 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 long passed between the time that chad did it and the other company did it um last time i saw chad was at the beginning of the year so the of around, year? Feb- around yeah around february somewhere you in there shouldn't have needed to i mean i suppose you had a tire issue but if, if the tire wear issue yeah. did not include feathering, then I really don't think it needed a, an alignment. So, yeah. Well, now what I did was I had, I had the alignment what, checked. Right. Now i got to like find out whether... said it was the toe. Uh, I don't know. I, it, maybe. Maybe it would go out a quarter of an inch. Uh, was it towards toe out or toe in? Now, that and it was, I forget. But they told me it was toe well, out but, or toe in. But the tires were wearing on the inside edge of both of them? Yeah, but mostly the left. I had the bearings checked. They're tight. Everything's good. So, like I said, you know, I checked the shocks. They're they're still good. I got new shocks on the back, you know. Uh, The only thing is the issue is that I've had new U-bolts put on the back on all all four positions. You know, brand new U-bolts on the the back axles. Um, And... uh, you know, they had to custom make them for this truck, and they did yeah. them at T&E, and he told me to tighten them up every 10,000 miles. So I had my shop do that every 10, but one of my airbags on the back on this Freightliner is kicked mm-hmm. in, the back rear left. Yeah, so, and, and that, will, that will happen, and uh, it, it, you just, you know, you can keep pushing it out, or you can just keep the U-bolt tightened, because the thing is, that is an indicator that the U-bolts need to be tightened. And once you tighten it, well, it's not really an issue. Uh, or if you just keep getting them tightened, it's not really an issue. But, it, you know, you can keep pushing them out or you can keep tightening the U-bolts. 
or well, you got if you just push them out, you still got to tighten the U bolts. No matter what happens, you got to keep tightening the U bolts on a freight liner. But um, well, now he checked the alignment with the bag in. Right. Didn't mess with it. This guy here and right. said everything's good. He said the only deal that was different. He said it was out a little bit uh, on the the back end. But he said if he moved his shim to the other side or whatever, he said mm, you'd be out the, the opposite direction. Right. Yeah. So he right. said you know he couldn't do anything else for it. Yep. Yeah. So, him, okay. Yeah, I just wanted, he... to, just wanted to go ahead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As long as you, yeah, as long as you keep up on that that maintenance, then the it you should be able to hold your alignment. And yeah, I guess it's possible that the toe is out in just a few months. But I, that's really I, I'm just a, uh, I guess you were having a tire wear issue it so with it, so it must change somewhat. But uh, it's just not something I expect to see that quickly. <clears throat> well, what year is it? It's a 2011 Snyder Glider, is what I call them. Okay. We we okay. had issues with all the alignments on them. When we got them, all the bags were uh, pointed inward. Yep. <laughs> Every yep. single one of them. They were cockeyed all over the place. Right, and everything's off. And yeah. Okay. Well, it sounds like you're getting everything done as needed. But is there some? It seems I'm concerned. Uh, the thing about an alignment is if, if the alignment doesn't hold for the life of the tire, then instead of paying for your tires, you're paying for alignments. And right. at some point, somehow this is, this has got to stay where it's at. Um, well, or, you know, yeah, uh, I guess it just changes where you're, where you're paying, where you're putting your money, but you shouldn't have to do that. Right. Um, all right. Well, that's kind of what so, I was concerned about these new tires I just put on. So, right, right. Well, yeah, having having your toe checked three times since February just seems like a lot to me. Is is I hope that where it's at. Now you know how to check for feathering, right? Yep. Yep. Then as long now, as I don't you don't have anything going any... on these new tires right now, so right, right. As long as you don't feel any feathering. You don't need to check the toe or the rest of the alignment. Okay. And, and as soon as I do, though, have it, go have it checked out, right? Yeah. Yeah. When you okay, feel cool. feathering, that's when you need an alignment. All right. Yep. Cool. All right. Thanks so much. Appreciate yep, it. Thank you. Thanks for calling. <clears throat> okay. That was Tennessee, and that's a that's a truth. Where we we deal with alignments to solve problems, not just to keep doing alignments. That's uh, like you know when you get a t set of tires replaced, you don't need to get a new another alignment just because you replace the tires. If the tires that came off look great, you know you're just risk getting a bad alignment by changing anything. Just like you said, it, it was it was just a little bit off in the rear end, but if you tried to correct it, it'd be a little off the other way. What's the point of fixing that? So anyway, all right, let's go to another caller. We've got 912. I don't know where that is. I'm going to say Florida. Hello, hey, 912. Kevin. Hello. Hey, Kevin. It's, it's out of Georgia. Georgia. Well, I was close. Georgia. But I'm in Indiana Georgia's right in now. Florida, isn't it? It's, <laughs> it's close. <laughs> Very close. All right. What's going on? I have a, I want your opinion about some tire wear that I've been experiencing. I have a 2007 Kenworth straight truck. 
I do expediting. And I had new tires put on 10 months ago, and I've got about 120,000 miles on them. And both steer tires are wearing down the same position. Like on the driver tire, it's wearing down on the inside. And on the passenger Mm -hmm. tire, it's wearing on on the outside. And I've got this massive vibration that starts around 35 miles an hour. And it it just shakes the wheel left and right. And there is feathered wear. And it's the Mm -hmm. same kind of feathered wear on both steer tires. In other words, it's from when you say it's the same... They both, uh, the, it's on the inside edge of both, or it's on the outside edge of both, or it's on the inside edge on the right side, and it's on the outside edge on the left side? It's, it's well, when you say right and left, do you mean like the, is the left side the driver's side? The left side is the driver's side. Okay, so on the left side, it's wearing down on the inside towards the frame. Right. And then on the right side, it's wearing on the outside away from the frame. So it's right. the same section of each tire if you had them side by side. Okay, yeah. So if you were to take them out of the truck, put them next to each other, you'd be saying, hey, look, they both went right. Right, right, exactly. Okay. Okay, so the the issue, yeah, the issue there is what you're, let's see, now, and it, I'm sure it's got a bad right pull now, right? Well, when I let go of the wheel, it does go to the right, but it's not like immediate. I mean, it's it's not like uncontrollable. I mean, it, it okay. does immediately go to the right, but it it's not like a ridiculous pull. It's not a, it's not what you'd call a dive. It is it is pulling, but it's not a dive. Right. No. Okay. Okay. So uh, the, the what I think is going on, and you said the tires have about one hundred twenty thousand on them. Yes, the steer tires. Yeah. Okay, and what I think is going on is that uh, when you push a tire sideways, uh, you know, that's, that's kind of what's happening. I mean, it's rolling straight down the road, but every time the, tra- the truck travels its own length, it's getting pushed sideways an inch or two. So as it's pushing sideways, uh, it doesn't wear smoothly. It, it ends up uh, wearing out of round. It's no longer a round tire. And... Mm-hmm. That, that's that's really normal with a with when you have a, an alignment problem to to push a tire out of round, and once it gets out of round, now you start getting this vibration at 35 miles an hour. The vibration only has the power to uh, occur when the tire is uh, or, or when the out of round or the out of balance or the vibration in the tire or, where, or the or the bearing, whatever it is, when it has enough power to actually lift the vehicle and that means that, you know, if it was just not a balance problem, it was just a slide out of balance, it doesn't develop enough power to lift the vehicle until you're up to like 55 miles an hour. But if you've got mm-hmm. an out of round tire, a tire that's been pushed sideways like this for a hundred and some thousand miles, uh, now the, the egg-shaped tire develops the, the ability to lift the tire or the, the entire truck at 35 miles an hour. So that's what I think is going on. And it's not something you're going to be able to fix. Uh, the, the tire pattern is there. The tire is already egg shaped. Uh, the right. best thing you can do is, well, you don't have a trailer cause you got a straight track. Um, 
uh, just sell them, I guess, and get new tires. But you need to get this thing aligned so that it doesn't do it to the next set of tires. And since it's a straight truck, you know, they'll, a lot of places will screw up a straight truck alignment. You really want to take really? it to like uh, Chad or somebody. Yeah, because they'll just, they'll just correct the, the, the front end and they'll say, yeah, the rear end is fine wherever it's at. And just not get that this is there. There, there are serious problems that need to be fixed. Uh, which it, I think is really true for the straight trucks because they think they're all going. You know, that almost all of them are used for more local work, and they don't get that sometimes these things do drive a hundred thousand miles straight down the road every year, and they need to be perfect. So I would I suggest taking it to one of our favorite shops there on on our list like uh, Chad if you ever get there uh, you're in Georgia I know he's a long ways away but Martin Galvan in South Florida he's great um, let's see who's well what would you recommend for like well I'm I'm going to be in Indianapolis soon what what would you recommend for like Indianapolis Michigan Ohio that region because I, okay, I usually well, spend more time up there. There, okay, I don't know if it's going to be helpful, but in southern Ohio, there's a guy named Jerry Ream who's really good. Uh, okay. Uh, I don't, I don't, I don't have his number in front of me, but uh, and, and his, his company name may be listed different on our website. But Jerry Ream is great. Um, there's, a, there's a guy. Oh, I think he's retiring in Indiana, so maybe he's not the best pick. But uh, it's probably best to just call us uh, tomorrow morning when we, when we have somebody available to look up all the names or just look okay. on the website, uh, okay. which the website well, is mdalignment.com. Yeah, no, no problem. Okay. Um, and, and, and yeah, uh, Michigan, there's a couple of good guys in Michigan too. Um, uh, but I can't, I just, their names uh, escape me right now. <laughs> Okay, so what number should I call? That's okay. What oh, number should I call number. tomorrow? Is it the 800? Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah cause it was about a month inches. after. Okay. It was about a month after I got these new tires when I got them balanced. And mm-hmm. I remember they had to add a lot of weight to the one tire. And I remember thinking, that's really weird because they're brand new. So yeah. I guess it doesn't take much to. Well, what are they again? To get them. They're they're actually a regional tire. They're Bridgestone R two six eight. Even though okay. I do you know over the road operations, right. so they gave you the wrong tire. Even though they yeah. said this is the right tire for your truck. Like I said, a lot of these uh, uh, box trucks, you know, they do more local work than than interstate work. You've got the wrong tire if you've got a regional tire, and that might be right. part of the problem here. You need to get you need to get the premium steer tire, and you need to get a premium a good alignment. And you get those two things together, and you'll have tires that last a long time, and you'll have a nice smooth ride. And take it, you know, take some weight off of the, your your right arm trying to keep the thing centered on the road. Right, right. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, I do appreciate your input. Thank you. All right. No problem. Thanks for uh, thanks for calling. All right, you're welcome. Bye-bye. Okay, and that was Georgia, and a pretty normal problem, and uh, that is what we're trying to deal with all the time is that uh, regional tires, I get it. I see a lot of people with them. 
um, because they are often cheaper, but uh, they're not a good tire. And you you all deserve the best that you can get out of out of what you're doing. So, all right. Let's go to the next one, which is, I'm going to get this one even way more wrong. This is the 608 area code. I have no idea where that is. Uh, I'm going to say Arkansas. So we'll go with Arkansas. Hello, Arkansas. Well, this is Wisconsin. Wisconsin. All right. All right. I've been Florida. Whiskey. What's that? What? I've been Florida. You're in Florida. You're from Wisconsin. All right. Yeah. Um, okay. Now, I, don't, I got a Wabash trailer, Henderson suspension, Bridgestone, Opro, 22.5, and the inside right tire only has about, uh, I'd say about two inches from the inside, uh, two flat spots on it, like about two inches long, and then there's one about two inches long, and then it's about an inch or so away, and then there's another one about an inch and a half, two inches long, and then it just dips down, and it's the only tire, all eight of them are all the same, and that's the only one that did that. Oh, okay, this is a, this is on a drive tire? No, no, it's a trailer tire, oh. 195. Oh, a trailer tire. Yeah. Okay, all right. Okay, well, there's a couple possibilities. Uh, the number one, which is, you know, all right, uh, loose bearings is the first thing that we think of when we hear of inside edge. But was this the inside tire or the outside tire? No, it's the inside tire, but it's like, and from, sure. Uh, I'm positive it's not wheel bearings. Well, okay. Well, first, uh, I know it, it may be two inches in, but different tires wear different ways. Sometimes it'll show up there, even though it is the uh, uh, the bearing. And so, so first, why are you confident it's not the bearing? Well, I had the wheel uh, seal changed here a couple months ago. And uh-huh. I was standing right there when they uh, they torqued it down, and I had uh, between zero and one thousandths for end plate. For the when they were done with the with the bearing, and that's when you got the tires on. That's so, when let's see here. Oh, oh, oh. No, the tires. Were this was a little while ago, uh, okay. a month ago or so. Okay. All right. Um, so we got, again, I got two two reasons uh, to look at it as probably a bearing. And the first is because of where it's occurring. And the second is because it's not just the torque of the bearing. There's another component to this that can cause wear, and that's the that's the race. If the race has, a, has like two dimples in it, uh, in its rotation, then you'll see at those two points in the in the radius, a uh, dimple occur on the tire because it'll it'll scuff as, it, as, it, as, as the race reaches that point. So instead of being a problem with the bearing itself or the way the bearing is torqued, 
you're seeing that as the tire rotates, it finds this one weak spot in, in the in the hub or specifically in the race, and it, it slips at that point. And then it's, you just see just at that point, maybe another six inches behind it in the uh, in the rotation, you'll see you'll see a spot in the tire. Now the other thing that it could be if it isn't the race, but the other thing it could be is the inflation. Now do you do you have an inflation system or do you have a tire monitoring system? No, or do you I have neither? But, you know, yeah. now that we're talking about now we're the wheels went out, and they, uh-huh. they pulled it apart, made it up, checked everything, put everything back together. That was probably, that's probably what happened. It was loose before, and then when they put it on, and then this is just something. This is residual wear. And it showed up. Yeah. Right. Yeah, that's right. Like, but, yeah. Before, but before you let it go, before you just leave it at that and say, okay, we're just going to go ahead and leave, uh, rotate the tires, do whatever. What, since you have the wear there, uh, jack up that position, spin the tire so that that wear point, specifically the first one in the rotation, uh, is at the bottom of the tire, is you know closest to the ground, and then try to pry up on the on the on the wheel on the outside edge and see if you can get any movement. Compared okay. to all the other points in the rotation, because if you can just find one weak point right there, you know, and it's tight at every other point in the rotation, they've identified that you got a bad race. Okay, all right. Very good. Okay, yeah, I think I'll try that. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's probably because that when that wheel seal went out. Yeah. Before, and this was just kind of an after, after effect. Yeah. That. Okay. All right. Yeah. Makes yep. sense. Okay. Yeah. I'll try yep. that. I'll check it out. Try that too. Okay. All right. Well, thank uh, you very much. Thank yeah. you for calling. All, All right. right. Take yep. care. Bye. Goodbye. Okay. Well, and the, the great thing about that is it's uh, uh hopefully it's a problem that's already been solved and we're just doing a little forensics on it. Uh, or maybe there's one more thing that needs to be fixed. We don't know. Um, let's see. And that was, okay. I did put the number on that and I have a whole bunch of calls still to go. So I'm just going to start going through them. This is 719, which I thought we just had. No, that was 715. I'll call this one Nebraska. Hello, Nebraska. Hey, it's Colorado. Colorado. You see, that's close. It's close. Yeah. It's close, yeah, not too far it's out. Close. Yeah. Um, I got a got an issue here with a with a single. They're Michelins. Um, okay. The four four five fifty twenty two fives. Okay. Yep. And I'm getting um, in the center. I'm getting about oh three to four thirty seconds wear more in the centers than on the outside edges. I got about 90,000 okay. on them, and in the centers, I'm down, getting down to about five and six, 30 what pressure do you, What pressure do you run in them? I'm running about 125. And I think you're better off, uh, I've, uh, see, I don't have the number in front of me, but I think you're better off with those, with those uh, uh, super singles up closer to 135. 
which I don't even know where okay. you're going to go to get 135 in them. But I think that now is it all of them or is it just one? It's all it's, it's all the drives, yeah. It's all, all the of drives. Them. They're kind of doing that. I've been rotating it around, and I've been noticing that. You know, and of course, I've had guys tell me when they rotate them that, oh, they're doing that, they're overinflated. I'm like, no, 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 this isn't from. No, it's not overinflated. Because they're too. Yeah. So if I, it's I just wanted to call you'll you see and it on find the outside out. Edges. Yeah, that's what I thought too. Yeah. So I'm getting a, you know, I've only got 90,000 probably on these 90,000 miles. And, um, and it's, you know, they're down, they're getting down to where they're going to have to get close to needing to be changed already. You know, yeah, so and this is the I was just one, wanting right? to know. Now the rims, the rims determine that, right? I think these rims yeah. that I've got on here, they, they they say I think they say one thirty. So one thirty is their maximum the cold inflation. So you're within five pounds of what of their maximum inflation in the first place. And you know, I don't. I mean, I, I really love Michelin as a company. I love their tires ninety percent of the time. But I keep hearing things about their their these super singles that. Maybe like the Yokohamas or the Continentals might be better. Um, okay. I don't know. I, I don't know if it's. Uh, well, I was thinking about recap. I was thinking about recapping these, but. Okay. I don't well, know I, if, I, I if, it's, if it's one of the deals where I'm just going to keep having the same problem. Might be better off to change a tire. You know, I know well, Yokohama's got a good rolling resistance on theirs. Right. Yeah, and, and I keep hearing it's a really good tire. So. Um. I, I wouldn't be but opposed that, but to that. But to, this center, this center wear like this, when it's wearing you, when you're getting like that three to four, thirty seconds more in the center, that's that's under inflation, right? Yes, that's uh, yeah. You've got two things. It could either be that you're carrying too much weight, or it could be that it's underinflated. So I'm assuming you know, I'm normally since you I run have flatbed, to... so I'm normally close, you know, up there around, usually running around all oh, forty-two to forty-eight thousand pounds on the deck, so. Okay. I mean, okay. I well, loads and I run probably two thirds, two thirds probably full, you know, loaded two thirds of the time. Yeah. And it's a regional. Well, yeah. Then getting just as close as you can to your max pressure, and maybe again, like you said, just going to the Yokohama. I I think that would that would be your best bet. Okay. I mean, I, so uh, you think the recaps. Uh huh. Go ahead. Go, go ahead on the recaps. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, recaps, I mean, you know, they're less expensive than getting new tires, right. if I understand correctly. Uh, and if you do bump the oh, inflation, yeah. you might not see as bad of a problem. But Okay, so uh, you're saying take them up to, take these tires up to the 130 limit, take them right up to the max? Yeah, take it up to 130 cold. Okay. Yep. I'll give that, give that a shot and see how I'm going to try to, try to get a few more months out of them. <laughs> but, yeah. Yeah. I'll try that. I thought I was thinking that too. I was thinking, man, this sure seems like under inflation. I said, but I've always, you know, I've been pretty good about keeping them up there to that 125. So I thought, well, I guess that's high enough, but I guess it's not. So you're thinking it's right. better off these tires run better actually at 135. Uh, well, yeah, but if you, uh, you know, like I said, I mean, because you, the, the holding up that middle just is it's it's a heck of a gap there. And all you have to do, uh, the only thing you have to do it with is air. So the more air you got, the better uh -huh. off you are. Right. Okay. Yeah. All righty. Yeah, well, I'll, yeah. I will, I will definitely, I will definitely consider all that and, and see if I can, I'll bump up this tire pressure and see if maybe I can get this, you know, some of that outside to wear. 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or drive some of that wear off there the outside. <laughs> last the tires a little longer. But there, maybe <laughs> maybe well, you don't drive it. fast enough. Huh? Maybe I mean, do, well, you, do you, do, yeah, and that's the thing with me. I thought I usually do run about sixty-five most of the time, and I thought that too for a while. I thought, well, maybe I'm pushing the speed on them, but if, according to Michelin, they're like sixty-five shouldn't cause an issue. Well, no, that. I'm saying you're not driving fast enough because the the initially or for the first uh, almost a decade we had these these super singles. The problem was we were seeing the outside edge wearing, and that was because they were all built to run no faster than sixty. Uh, uh-huh. So they were they were they were you know bulging up in the middle because of the speed, oh. and you're seeing outside edge wear. So maybe and you're not running the outside top. edge wear for speed. Okay, I was thinking now the opposite too. I was thinking maybe the speed cause inside, you know, the center to wear from running too nah. fast. But that's opposite too. Too fast you get outside wear. Okay. Yeah, yeah, you get outside wear. You get outside wear from either the speed or over pressure. You get inside wear from either well from from under pressure, and you rarely see anything right. about speed there. Right. Okay. All righty. Yeah. Well, that's kind of what I was thinking. I just wanted to verify it because. Some of, you know, some of the guys that are rotating the tires for me, that's they they keep trying to tell me, home 25 is too much. That's why you're getting the center wearing out of them. So. Nah, and I'm like, no, yeah, I, I don't think so, guys. Yeah. All righty. All right. Kind of verified right. what I was thinking. <laughs> Thanks, yep. sir. All right. Good luck. All righty. Yep, bye. Bye. Okay. I got more and more here. Now, that one, I have, I've had a 715, I've had a 719, and now i got a 717. Uh, again, I'm, I really have no idea where this is, so I'm going to say you're in Arizona. Hello, probably Arizona. Is this 717? Yes, Six, it is. Five, uh, yeah, good evening. Hey. Yes. Um, I got a question. Uh, my inside tires are wearing like, uh, like I got too much in play. Uh-huh. And I don't think my wool bearings are getting drawn up as tight as they should be. I was wondering how many you recommend drawing up the wool bearings on a nut. Oh, what on a, on a single nut or double nut? What was that? Double, double nut. Double nut, and it's a, a what kind of track? Uh, it's a 2001 uh, 379 Peterbilt. Okay. All right. Uh, yeah, well, if this I, is it's changed, it's changed over to a Stemco Pro, though. Not Stemco Pro, not sure. Yeah, but in it, the sleeve has been removed at this point. It's it's just a it's just a the two the two bearing sets. There's no sleeve between them. That's correct. That's correct. Okay, then uh, I w- I would with all the wheels and all the drums and everything else in place. Uh, I would torque that single nut up to about 65 to 70 pounds and just leave it there. Okay. You don't draw it up to like 200 first and then spin it. Oh, well, that's, yeah, you, you got to seat it, but that it's already seated now. Right. Right. So, so since you're just okay. doing an adjustment at this point, all you have to do is get in there and just tighten it to 65 pounds and leave it. Okay. And you have which, what would be an easy way to check the implant then? Well, I uh, just from the outside without ever have, without even having to open up the axle, 
just jack up the position, get something, get a jack under a bottle jack underneath the uh, the U bolt or the or the plate if you can reach it. Jack up one wheel end so you got about an inch gap below the the wheel itself, and put a tire iron underneath the the outside edge of the wheel, and put a, a uh, either either you get the kind that already has the fulcrum under it, or you put a socket under your tire iron to provide a fulcrum, and you lift up from the outside edge of the wheel position all the way out on the end. The reason being, uh, you, you know, you've got a lot of weight. Uh, I think it's I think it's something like 600 pounds between the wheel and the tires and the drum, and you're so you're trying to move a whole bunch of weight up and up and down over that bearing inside the little gap in that in that hub. And the only way you're going to find it is if you can if you can put your leverage in the right place, and that's the place, right. the bottom, far the the very bottom on the far outside edge, because the 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 whole that uh, double wheel assembly, that second wheel is hanging way off the end of that hub, and there's no other place you're going to be able to lift it properly to see that if there's any end play. <clears throat> so that's how I do it, and if you can if you can feel it there then, yeah, there's end play, and it needs to be tightened. Okay, very good. Thank you very much. All right, no problem. Thanks for calling. Have a good night. Um, bye. You too. All right, bye. All right. Still got a few left, so uh, I got a few minutes left. Uh, going to 254. That should be familiar. I'm going to call it Ohio, even though I'm probably wrong. Hello, probably Ohio. <laughs> Well, it's actually Waco, Texas. Waco, Texas. Texas. So one, I am so <laughs> yeah. close on everybody else. I'm not going to feel bad about that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I've really been getting a kick out of it, though. It's, it's a lot of fun. <laughs> anyway, uh, thanks a lot for doing what y'all do. I really appreciate it. I don't know if you're getting paid or not, but it's, it sure has been interesting. But anyway, uh, the reason why I was calling... <clears throat> Yeah. Is I have a 2007 uh, Freightliner Century that my driver just okay. rolled over. Uh, uh. It was a kind kind of rollover. It's not like a wind rollover where the trailer pulls the truck over. It's more like uh, it all went over at once. Uh, what happened is he dropped it off the shoulder and uh, uh. just couldn't recover. Okay, now what so, you say, so, so is it a layover or a rollover? Um, well, he dropped it off his shoulder, went from one, pulled it out of that, went to the other side of the road, dropped it off there, and pulled it out of that, and I guess trying to keep it off the shoulder and the other side, again, he pulled the steering wheel too hard and just laid it down. Um, okay. Okay. So it just laid on. It did not literally roll over. It did lay on its side, though. Yeah, just a quarter of a rotation. Is, is that Correct. the question you're okay. asking? Yeah. 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 I, I mean, okay. Yeah. Just. Yeah, there, I mean, there's there's all sorts of possible. It's being a freightliner. There's a lot more possible frame problems in the first place with whatever you did. But, uh, yeah, uh -huh. but at least this this uh, makes it easier to, uh, well, <clears throat> if you don't identify the problem quickly, maybe there isn't one in this case. Yeah. <laughs> well, what I'm trying to do and the reason why I'm calling you is, it, is it worth 
trying to find a cab to put back on it and put it back on the road or is the risk too high like i might be spending another fifteen thousand trying to straighten the damn frame out you know uh, well there okay now like i say i mean identifying your frame issues is actually pretty easy um Okay. I mean, it's not obviously right now. It's not going to be real easy to trust what the cab looks like, but I mean, if you just walk, just walking up behind the cab, if you look at the top of the cab and the top of the cab seems to be leaning one way because it wasn't crushed, it's just one side of it's all bashed, right? Correct. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, it's, and right. it's not even really destroyed. It's like it right. just has a serious case of road rash. Right. So if you look at that, mirrors folded the in, the, wind, the sleeper windows crack. Go ahead. I'm yeah. sorry. I'll shut up. So if you if you look at the top of the cab and just look at the line of the cab and see how level it is. Okay, is it leaning to the right maybe a little bit, or maybe it's leaning to the left a little bit? We don't know. But if it's leaning just a little bit, one way or the other, and then you crouch down and look at the very back cross member of the frame, all the way back to the butt end, the one that has the the, the mud flaps on it. Uh, if you look at that uh, cross member and it's leaning the opposite direction of the top of the cab, then he has twisted that frame. That's uh, okay. that's easy to see. It's easy to identify. And it's very normal for a Freightliner that's had anything happen to it. In fact, it can happen because you back the Freightliner into a, 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 a dock that has a drop on it. So, you know, you, you had to back down yeah. into a into a dock space. You can leave one wheel yeah. hanging up on on the one side, and then all the weight back on the on the uh, rear end on the other side, and it'll actually twist the frame. <clears throat> okay. Relatively common. So if you look at that and you see it, you know what? That's your first indication that this is going to be a pain in the ass to fix. There's a few okay. other things. A diamond. If you just take a tape measure and you measure the where the the, the again that rear cross member that you were looking at before. Whether it has the twist in it or not, you can look at this. Uh, if you have a, uh, if you measure between the huck bolts that attach that cross member and the one just in front of it underneath the fifth wheel plate, if you measure between those huck bolts in an X pattern, and uh, uh, between those two cross members, if those X legs aren't the same within a quarter of an inch, you know, less than a quarter of an inch is preferable. Uh, then the the one frame rail is actually pushed forward of the other, and there's another huge problem with with getting the thing to actually drive straight. You get what I'm saying? Okay, I do. Right, so I do. Thank all right. you. All right. So a visual inspection uh, and one tape measure inspection will tell you two major problems that you can expect to have. Okay. Great. Uh, last question. Uh, considering that it rolled over on the right hand side. Uh, could I, I mean, the tires look fine, but should I consider them garbage since they probably carried the weight of the truck on their sidewall for a little way? Yeah. Yeah. I, I wouldn't trust them to do anything, uh, you know, work related anymore. Okay. All right. Well, that's all I had. I, I appreciate you. All right. No problem. Thank you for calling. Yes, sir. <laughs> all right. And that was. That was uh, that. I said that was Ohio, but it turned out it was Texas, so I was wrong. Um, and we'll just forgive ourselves for that. I'm going to move on to the next one. I got three or four more here. Four one seven is going to probably be 
Pennsylvania. Hello, Pennsylvania. 417 is Missouri. Missouri. You know what? That was my second choice. Missouri. Well, I am in All Pennsylvania, right. though. You I am in Pennsylvania, Pennsylvania, though. Yeah. How do you like that? So I was yes. wrong, but I'm, I was right. <laughs> well, you're always right, even if you're wrong. <laughs> I was wrong I'm, once. It turns out I was mistaken, I'm, though. Yes, I'm calling. I'm calling to see what uh, tire pressure monitoring system do you guys recommend? You know, that's a funny question. We really love the one from Continental. Uh, it's a it's a great it's a band that they put on the inside of the uh, of the wheels. Uh, oh wait, wait, and then there's another one. Okay, so the the really great one is the band that they put on the inside of the wheel because that that you know removes it from any any possible damage, and that's great. But there's another one. Well, now I'm going to have trouble remembering who the heck makes it. But it's a it's a patch that goes on the on the tire on the inside uh, of the tire. Um, so Does it's got it's got the little. What's that? Yeah, I is think it's continental. continental also. Made by the, is the continental made by uh, uh, the tire company Continental? Yeah, yeah, that massive tire company. They're the ones that own the the that, and that's the problem with it. We love it, but they don't have any dealers in America that that. Or well, I don't. I don't think they have many dealers in America that are available to install it. So, I'd love to recommend it, but I don't know if you can buy it. Uh, but that patch, now I'm going to end up having to ask Mike who the heck made that patch. But there's a patch that there's a type that's a patch that goes on the inside of the t- of the tread, so it just sticks to the tire, and, and that's a great that's a great one there. Uh, if you can, if you ever see it. Because now I can't tell you who makes it, um, and now and then yeah, the one that the one that Rutherford has around the Pressure Pro was bought by a company that's owned by Meritor. I can't remember which company it is, but uh, so the one that okay. I, I've seen it, I've installed it, I've used it. Uh, there's there's pros and cons to it, but but at least it's uh, it's easy to put on. The one that the one that Rutherford has. You know, you know okay. if you just decided you wanted a pressure monitoring system, you could have it on in just a matter of a couple of hours without any, you know, even install it yourself if you're handy up in the dashboard. Okay. Okay. All righty, then. Well, thank you. All right. Thank you for calling. <clears throat> okay. Uh, and that was, it turns out, Missouri in Pennsylvania. Now I'm moving on to 917. 917 is, um, oh, shoot, I should know it, but I'm going to call it uh, South Carolina. Hello, probably South Carolina. No, Kevin, you should know this. This is New York living in Florida. New York living in Florida. Okay. I spoke to you guys about six weeks ago um, regarding, uh, originally I had a fence rim on one of the stair tires. Well, we got that fixed, got that uh, resolved. And on the driver's side, that um, wheel position there, you jack it up and, and, and press upon it in and out, 
it was starting mm-hmm. to move. Now, when I called you guys, um, Mike asked me if I was having any kind of tower wear on there, and I told him, no, I didn't see anything there. Well, uh, we started getting some wear pattern on there where it's um, the first rib coming out from the frame is wearing downward on that. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now, uh, the first rib. In the end, yeah, on the first rib, yes. Okay. Um, and then it, all right, all right. So what, what, and what is the wear pattern? It's wearing downwards, wearing out faster, I think, than the rest of the tire. Okay, okay. But is it the full circumference of the tire, or is it half of it, or no, it's not, is it in no, spots? No, it's not, or not Maybe about a quarter of it. A quarter of the time. rotation. Yeah. All right, and that's just in, and that's just on the on the driver's side. That's uh, correct. Yeah. And how long did it take for this to occur? How many miles are on the tire? Um, right now, I probably have about, I want to say maybe about seventy thousand on it. Okay, okay. Um, I but do there's run no. My tires up 120 and on over pressure. <laughs> right. But there's there's no uh, there's no corresponding wear uh, opposite of that wear on the outside of the tire, right? No, no, there isn't. No. Okay. All right. Well, uh, when you get just one spot wear like that on the inside edge uh, or the outside edge, but on the inside edge is the is the most likely. Yeah, it's probably a, again a bent rim. Now, is it possible that this tire came from the side with the bent rim and came over? Well, that's where I'm not sure because I remember them doing some kind of a rotation at one time. I'm not sure that they dismounted, put it over there. I'm not sure what they did, but that was my okay. uh, initial reaction: is that I probably have another bent rim on this side now, and I need to replace them because. Um, I, I don't know how old these rims are. They've probably been on there forever. On their steel wheels. Right. Right. Well, if you, you can you can inspect it yourself. You can just jack up the position, get down under there next to the axle, and spin the tire. And with a flashlight, uh, just watch the rim as it spins and see if there's any deviation. And it, it should it should stand up pretty well if it's giving you that kind of tire wear. Okay. Now. What I did notice on outside uh, um, lip of the rim does has a bent spot inwards, you know, like if someone hit the uh, curb sure. or something at some point in time with it. So um, I, I can't see that on the outside, but this wear pattern is on the inside. So that's what I'm trying okay, to figure out. Is, is it in line with it or is it in a different spot on the tire? That I don't know and I'm driving right now, but that, that gives okay. me uh, something to look at too. Yeah, and I, um, I'd ask you to lean out and look, but it's probably spinning so fast you wouldn't be able to tell anyway. So should I flip the tire when I put a new rim on, move that spot to the outside? Um, well, I, because I did that I, I guess, with the other rim when we did it. I don't know. I, your first, I'd, just, I'd want to make sure all the inspection is done and try to figure out exactly why the, the tire pattern started and then decide how to rotate it or what to do with it. Okay. All right. Good deal. Well, thank you. Okay. Uh, Thanks for calling.
Okay. All right. That was New York, Florida, and not South Carolina at all, but they're all on the East Coast. So they got that going. Uh, I got two more. I'm actually past time, but I'm going to go ahead and answer these two anyway, because I really don't have, well, I have one thing I have to do, but it'll wait a few minutes. All right. 218 is, I'm going to say Indiana. Hello, probably Indiana. Nope, northern Minnesota. Northern Minnesota. You're almost Canadian. Almost Canadian. Yeah, two and eight goes all the way there. And I'm glad I didn't lose the call because I'm sitting in my truck here listening because I have a question too. And my dogs are out and they chased a porcupine through my yard. But I was able to oh. jump out and get them in the house before oh. they got full of quills. So <laughs> it's all good night. <laughs> Don't need to be messing with them. Oh, sure. All right. All right. So what's going on up in northern Minnesota? Well, I'm going to try to make this as easy or streamlined as I can because I know it can get confusing. But I put, uh, well, new drives on, but they're recap drives. They're my casings. And this is the second cap, which is crazy, but I'm just going to run them for the summer, put them on a trailer. So like a 661, I think it is. It's like a... Like a, a steer, you know, like a straight tread tire, you know, all position tire. Sure. And then okay. I put them on, and I started to get a pretty bad vibration, like almost like between fifty, uh, fifty-five, fifty-seven, and then after sixty, pretty much come out of it, and then it would be fine. And, okay. Uh, and I had what had going on that originally, because this was like two weeks ago. It had like a sideways shape to it. It would develop. And I've got an air ride front end, and I had a tire on the front that was starting to cup. It's at the end of its life. It was getting some outside cupping. And mm-hmm. so I thought maybe that was it. So I switched it. Well, of course, didn't have any counteract. So I thought I was going to put a different tire on that rim and use a centermatic, and it won't fit because I have disc great wheels. So uh. that, and then I drove it. That way, and you, you got, it didn't have the side shake, but it was unbalanced. So now I put a balanced tire that I'd like known good that was on a different truck, and I drove it up down, but it's still, you can feel it still wanting to do that, but you can't tell when you're not under load. So that's kind of what I got going. Well, it's, if, it, if you can't tell that you have a problem when you're under load, then you don't have much of a problem. That's, that's the first good news. Um, okay. And then second, uh, yeah, I, I mean, uh, the, the second set of recaps having a vibration, and it's a balanced vibration because it, it starts high and it even goes away. Well, that's that's kind of yeah. good news. Um, well, do, put, you, do you have anything add, for balance in the rear end? Yeah, I should have told you that. This first time I've done it, and that's what's kind of surprising. I put counteract in the, in the tires, in, in the driving okay. tires, all of them. All right, all right, all right, and maybe uh, yeah, it's, it's hard to say what what exactly all is going on back there. It may be that you're not uh, uh, that you're only getting the vibration when everything is out, and then when everything is in, it's fine. Especially if you're not getting the vibration when you're loaded. That's 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 really that's really a good sign. It well, means that that well, it's no, not do, you know. Oh, go ahead. No, I'm sorry. I do I do get it when it's loaded. Worse, it seems like I, oh, I don't get it as bad. Opdale. Oh, 
Oh, that's an opposite problem. Okay. Yeah, um, yeah. The, the roads are and different roads, it'll almost like it set it off sometimes too at different speeds because sometimes you can go through it and it won't do it. So then I was thinking driveline and I did not check yeah. my wheel bearings and I'm suspect that I actually my wheel bearings are loose, but I wouldn't think, well, that's what I'm kind of asking is, yeah, could that cause that much vibration? Oh, yeah. yeah, wheel bearings cause wheel vibrations bearings? in that range also. Um, okay, would they but what, but when, worse when, with new tires? Hmm. Uh, no, not necessarily. I here's my other question. What? Uh, okay, first, what horsepower and what vehicle and what suspension? Uh, it's uh, 2012 T660, probably 500 horse, and it's the old, I believe, AT400. You know, it's the old uh, oh. eight bag. You know, when I not the old eight bag, but. Well, it's, it's the four. It's the four hundred. Well, I don't know that they. Yeah. I guess uh, okay. All right, but it's it's the it's the four hundred, and it's an eight bag, and it's a uh, okay. And it's a twenty twelve. Okay. Um, but I, that's all right. I'm not gonna, even going to worry about driveline vibrations with that one. Um, Height, you mean right height? Well, no, my, like my suspicion was, especially since you're feeling it under load, uh, well, there, there could still actually be a driveline issue, like a like a universal bearing or, or something else is actually causing the the the, the driveline vibration. But related to suspension, uh, the 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 flex air suspension from from especially from Peterbilt and Kenworth. Uh, mm-hmm. If it if it is torquing up under load and then causing a vibration, well then you need to you need to uh, you need to do something about that. But this is different suspension. This is a different problem. Um, okay, you feel it worse under load. You feel it in your hands or you feel it in your feet. Well, that's the crazy part. I've been trying to figure it out because it when it does it, it'll do it. You can feel it in your feet. Like especially the first week, these are short weeks. That's why it sounds like I ran it and ran it. But you you get that uh, sideways, you know, like the coffee cup would actually sit there and rock back and forth when it would do it, you know, because like you get on two lane roads, it would sit there and do it and do it and do it, and but it wouldn't shake the wheel in your hand, but it would still you felt it. And shake the cap. Yeah, it would definitely shake the cap side to side. So. All right. Got new, fairly uh, new shocks on the air ride, air ride front end, but you can almost replicate it even back and around. And I know this sounds crazy, like, <laughs> but like there's something <laughs> loose almost, you know. I couldn't find nothing. I did jack it up, you know, tried ink pins and everything, but so. Right. Yeah. yeah well, if I, I mean, if I, you don't feel it in the steering wheel, everything that happens in the cab. Uh, and and every and in your seat and in your feet. If you don't feel it in the steering wheel, all of those things probably indicate something happened in the rear end. Okay. Um, if you do feel it in the steering wheel, yeah, it's 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 happening in the in the front end. Um, okay. hey. So, yeah, I'm well. I'm just wondering if this if this may have. Something, something that can. I mean, you've got balancers on it, but is it possible that there's a uh, a physical mismount in the rear end 
that's causing uh, it, especially this back and forth motion. I mean, it, I'm th- what I'm really thinking of is, is in fact, two two positions on the on one on the right and one on the left are actually out of ba- are not just out of balance, but they're out of round. And that's at a certain speed, they develop a harmonic that pushes you back and forth. Um, that's what I'm that, wondering. I, yeah. I just, I had the tires off and I put brakes in one axle and I got to do the other. But I was, yeah, and I meant to check them because I, I did mount them myself, you know, and use mm-hmm. the uh, you know, good tire lube, but I didn't pay attention to looking at the rims. And some of the rims are getting age on them, that's for sure. Yeah. You know, so. And yeah, the issue being, yeah, the issue being that uh, the, the, with these new uh, with these hub piloted wheels, they don't just they 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 don't just uh, go out around you know in the in the, uh, in the in the stud holes. They go out around at the at the rim hole and the the, the single uh, that single hole or the the rim the rim itself is is no longer a perfectly round because everything keeps coming on and going off. Um, sure. But then, but you've still got. I mean, this is we got to excuse the tires. They are, you know, uh, going through their third um, uh, tread, retread life. So it's it's still yeah. even possibly a problem there that just the the beads aren't handling until it's a certain speed or something. Um, I understand. It, yeah, they don't it, have a lot of miles. But you know, they're they're actually trailer tires I ran on the drives like. Yeah. Probably actually more than like five years ago, so I only got about a hundred thousand, but it worked really well for you know like fuel mileage. And then I put a drive cap, which still didn't wear that good. And I'm out on a trailer, so yeah, I, I know it's kind of silly, but it was kind of an experiment too. So sure. Uh, all right. Well, uh, I got a bunch of stuff to look, but if you see, say wheel bearings could do it, I'm suspect to that because I was getting inside wear. At XDM uh-huh. Michelin's and the insides of all the tires were yep. cupping the heel to toe part because I, I try not to get after it. You know? Right. Yeah. Well, if you heard me earlier describing it, if you just jack up uh, the position, I mean, mm-hmm. yeah, you got a lot of inspecting to do anyway, just to see if the tire is still around, see if the rim is not is is seated properly, and then to see if uh, you can you can just Check it from the outside with a, with a with a tire iron underneath the tread of the of the, the bottom of the tread of the tire and just see if you can get any movement and that'll right, tell you if the bearings loose. Yeah, I, I should have did that. Yeah, I you got a project. It. All right, I'll call you back. Thanks. Uh, all right, thanks a lot. Bye. Goodbye. Bye. All right, there's one last person waiting. We're way past time, but there's just one person. So I'm going to go ahead and answer 647, and I'm going to tell him that he is in New Mexico. Hello, New Mexico. Hi. Yeah, it's uh, on Ontario. So, uh, Ontario. I, I just want to say, yes, sir. Yeah. yeah. I just wanted to say I appreciate what uh, what you guys do. And, sure, uh, no problem. Um, I got a, a Peterbilt with a low air leaf suspension. And the new, um, the new low air leaf or the old low air leaf? I mean, what year uh, is old. it? Old. 97. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah. So I put in um, the polyurethane pushings because those rubber ones, boy, they, they just don't last. No, they don't. And, um, yeah. So what happened was basically I got my, my alignment checked 
with a beeline laser uh-huh. and the the laser dot was mm-hmm. when I'm standing I, I was in the pit and then when I was I was looking at it the laser dot was just a hair to the right of the center line yeah and yeah, for, um, them, for them that would be what they want yep yeah, and uh, so what happened was the Peterbilt only makes two shim sizes, a 16th and an 8th. Yeah. A, a friend of mine, a friend of mine, he used to do alignments before, and he told me, he goes, uh, you know, like uh, Peterbilt should have had some 32 shims. So basically what, what, what I did when I had a couple of days off at the house, I found some mm-hmm. tin metal, and uh, I basically made my own shim, a 32, I mean, it's paper thin. You, you, you know, I mean, it's yeah. like you would think it wouldn't even really do much. So what happened was I just knew which way the axle was pointed. So I just put the shim in and then I figured it would have been right on the line. Right. So a, a couple weeks later, I stopped. I got it checked again at the same machine with the beeline uh, laser and son of a gun. It was a hair less of the line. Right. I didn't yep. think that little 32 shim, it would have made like that much of a difference. Uh, it does. And yeah, and on there, let's see, our method of measurement, we're using lasers again, just right there on the tire, compared to their measure, method of measurement, using one laser right there underneath the truck, uh, ours is, is twice as wide as theirs. So we're, with, with, with their system every let's see on the rear drive it's a half inch so every for us every every half inch uh off of straight ahead that the that the laser is or that the lasers indicate that's a 30 second inch shim off of straight ahead so for them it's every quarter inch so if it's an eighth of an inch off of the of the of straight ahead and you add a 30 second inch shim you've moved it to an eighth of an inch off the other way yeah so the, okay. it's a very it's a very fine number for those uh, uh, when you're dealing with those um, uh, the lasers and the straight ahead, which which is great. I mean, honestly, it's great that uh, that we're we're busting it down to just the the tiny you know uh, frog's hair uh, gnats hair on a frog's ass or however that you want to describe it. But uh, <laughs> yeah, but yeah, uh, I, I, the 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 issue though. You got to recognize with the the Peterbilt shim pack is that yeah. uh, that's that's not a that's not a very corrosion free environment right there between that spring and that block. The uh, uh-huh. it's I mean we have we have enough trouble with the bolt itself corroding because there's nothing protecting it between the spring and the block. So the from the head yeah. all the way to where it starts to thread into the block, all of that corrodes. Yeah. And yeah. then if you've got shims that aren't, you know, thick enough to stand up to the corrosion for, you know, their life, the, then they'll start corroding away. And now you're not even holding the alignment properly. So that's why they don't oh. use the 32nd inch shims because they're just not, they're not going to stand up to the environment. Oh, so, I got it. Okay. Mm-hmm. I appreciate and that's why, that. That's why so- nobody, nobody has a 64th inch shim. I mean, we could use it. 
We could really get everything yeah. balls on if we had a 64th inch shim, but in every situation, yeah. those are going to crowd away. Right. Because it's basically like paper. I mean, the first right. winter was probably, uh, oh, okay, I got it. And yeah. uh, so I appreciate that. So right now, I'm on my way to the house. I'm going to have a few days off. So both my axles are a hair to the left. Now I'm, I'm thinking of putting them back you know, like removing that 32 shim and getting them a hair to the right of the line. What do you I suggest? Would, if you've, well, here's my, here's my guide. Uh, you're, you're on the highway. You're, you're at 60 miles an hour. Uh, you're in the right lane. You got no wind, hopefully morning. It's easier in the morning and you let go of the steering wheel and it should take you a count of one, two, Three, now you're finally hitting the white line. If you if you if you let go of the steering wheel and it takes less than that to get to the white line, you've identified yeah. that you have a problem with your alignment that is going to cause tire wear and it's going to cost you money. Now our experience is if you've got there, we like to we like to set it up as a cone where the rear drive axle is pointing to the right, the front drive axle is pointing to the left, and the 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 action between the two drive axles actually pushes you up against the crown of the road. But if you don't right. have that, if you have both axles pointing just a little bit to the left, in fact, the same amount to the left, we've yeah. found that it has the same effect. The problem for us was we couldn't depend on getting both axles to be perfectly the same to the left. So using that cone allows us to, 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 to solve more problems easier. So if, uh-huh. yeah, right. And so if right now, the truck does what I said. If it takes more than three seconds from from letting go of the steering wheel to get into the white line, don't mess with it. Just leave it right there because doing anything is probably going to cost you money. No, what? It's, uh, What's... It, it can actually go, believe it or not, depending on the road surfaces. And, and I already know yeah. because I've been checking this for the past couple of weeks. Uh-huh. On, on a nice clear road, because I noticed some roads have more of a crown than others, the truck yep. can actually go, believe it or not, as far as a half a mile, half a mile straight in the lane. And the right. the reason why I know it's a half a mile, I'm not just guessing. Oh, that's like I'm not just throwing out a number. As soon as I let yeah. go of it, I just wiggle the free play out of the steering wheel, let go of it, mm-hmm. and I immediately look down on my odometer to see what the number is. Once it starts to pull to the right, where I have to get a hold of it. I, yeah. I uh, measured to see how many tenths of a uh, mile that it went. Right, right. Then you're so, you're exactly where you want to be. Don't mess with anything. Both pointed a hair to the left, mm-hmm. but if it goes straight in the lane, then just leave yep. it. That's yeah. That's your your number one indication of your tire life is is the way it drives. And if you've got this that dead straight, you know what? You got you got two things going on. First, you you've you've already indicated that your tire life is going to be better than normal. And then second, your whole day's drive is easier. <laughs> if you start, yeah, if you just push those yeah, off, exactly. if you push those two, if you push those two drive axles off the same amount off to the right, then it's going to try to get to the ditch instead of try to climb climb the crown. So right. you, you would just you'd lose all that advantage. And you'd have a harder day's work. Yeah, that yeah, that's absolutely the first thing I noticed is the truck pretty much drives itself. You know how sometimes yep. 
if people take their eyes off the road for a minute, they, they usually end up holding the steering wheel right. like, like with their hands without realizing. I mean, right. even though I do, I do not take my eyes off the road, but if I had to, I'm better off just, just let go of the steering wheel altogether, do what I have to, look back up, and we'll actually still be in the lane. Right. Well, I don't recommend doing it too much. I obviously couldn't do that. But, uh, yeah, it's, it's nice to be able to get up, go make a cup of coffee, get back in your seat, and keep driving. But, uh, <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. No, but, yeah. So keep that. Oh, okay. So, so, so just leave it then because. Yeah. Uh, now, now, I'll tell you, you might, just because our experience with this handling that you've got is that you might find that eventually it actually starts going over the crown. You might find you actually have a, a, a left pull instead of just going straight okay. because the, the, uh-huh. the drives actually are pushing those tires just a little bit left. If that happens, just rotate your, uh-huh. your, your steers side to side and it'll actually pull right a little bit, but then eventually it'll uh-huh. even out. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Okay. I mean, uh, yeah. I mean, the truck is driving the best that it's ever had. I've, I've owned it for for twenty years, and uh, it's just uh, it, I I always had a right pull in the past. Always. Now it's actually. Yeah. I mean, it's it's pretty amazing. I mean, I, I could go down a quarter mile, even a half a mile at times, and then and then there are other times where it does go to the right fairly quick, five, six, seven seconds. All depends on on you know on the type of the road. Right. Well, five, six, seven seconds, that's what we call a drift, and that's exactly where we want it. So, yeah, yeah you're okay. doing great. All right. Okay, I appreciate it very much. So, yeah, so thank you very much, and have a good evening. All right, you too. Thank you. All right. Yeah, thanks. Okay, yeah, bye. All right. Well, this is the longest that we've gone on a show, and I only got six more minutes on my blog talk counter and I'm not going to use them. I'm going to go ahead and end this thing, and we'll talk to you, I believe, next week. Thank you very much. Thanks for joining us on Rolling Toe. If you like what you heard here, leave us a rating and review on iTunes or listen to our other shows at audioroad.letstruck.com. To get in touch with our tribe, call us at 855-800-FUEL. That's 855-800-3835. Thanks for joining us for the ride down the audio road.